Hey, we want to welcome you to Better Modesto. This is the show on 1360 KFIV hosted by myself, Jim Applegate, and my friend, Chris Rickey. And we are endeavoring to make a better Modesto by bringing together so many different opinions and so many different ideas, but finding common ground so that we can find a higher ground. And so I just want to welcome my co-host, Chris Rickey. How are you doing this week, Chris? Hey, I'm doing great. It's great to be here on this beautiful Saturday morning in Modesto. Yeah, I, you know, I was just thinking uh, lots of good thoughts this week about the show we did last week. And just a huge shout out to Shalom Bachner and uh, the time that we had with him. I thought it was a great show. Yeah, it was really great. Nice to talk to Shalom, as always. Yeah. Hey, so tell me, you know, as we start the show, we always wanted to do good news from the week and maybe even talk about some difficult issues. So what's some good news for this week? Fantastic news this week is Stanislaus County just announced that they will be doing COVID vaccines for Stanislaus County residents over 50 years old that work in agriculture, emergency services, and teachers starting February 22nd. So that's some really good news for our community. Man, that's a huge win. Um, Chris, are you in that age bracket? <sighs> no, not yet. I'm, 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 uh, I'm below the uh, all in for all important Brimley line, so I'm still good. I don't know if you know what that. Are you familiar with the Brimley line? What is that? I am not familiar with that. The Brimley line—that's the uh, the the age of Wilfred Brimley in the movie Cocoon. Oh, okay. Which is uh, this may be hard to believe, but he was 51. So I believe both you and I are just slightly, just slightly under the Brimley line still. So. I am, I am at that 48. I am 48. This year. So, <laughs> so we're just yeah. like, just under there. We're still, under there. we're still pretty cool. Yeah. I know. I'm, I'm thinking that I'm probably going to get a vaccine sometime around June or July, or maybe even August, something like that. So, but I'm very hopeful. Yeah. I'm hopeful that it's going to be sooner than that. Yeah. Well, Hey, the other good news from this week is campfire meets and they open up a new location in Modesto and they're a pretty good size employer and uh, moved into our area from Riverbank. And I think they, I think they increased their location from something like 10,000 square feet to 65,000 square feet and then hired a bunch of new people. So we want to say congrats to Campfire Meats and also just thank them for, for their work and their being a part of our community. I think that's fantastic. Welcome. And that just sounds absolutely delicious, Jim. I want some right yeah. now. And then the other good news is that Stanislaus schools are going back. And I know we announced that last week, but, you know, with the amount of changes that happened in this COVID season, uh, we just want to keep on talking about that and saying thanks to Scott Kuykendall and the other superintendents from different school districts around uh, Stanislaus County and the work that they're doing and the teachers and the unions and how they're working together. So we're thankful for that. And then... I don't know if you've heard this, Chris, but I've heard, and I, I don't know if, if we've got any updates on this, but I heard that Stanislaus County and City of Modesto are working together to um, give about $14 million in funding out to help with back payment on rental assistance. And uh, I'm really excited about that. It's definitely in the works. I mean, they haven't released all the details yet, but the money has has uh, been allocated and now they're just figuring out the best way to, the best systems basically to make it all work. But the good news is that 
those people in our community that are really suffering, um, they are working on help and it's, it's on the way. Yeah, and I think that's fantastic because, you know, one of the things we've talked about is the fact that, you know, when, when renters can't pay, that doesn't just affect the renters, but that affects the owners who can't pay their mortgages as well. And so this is just a, a difficult um, kind of domino effect. And so we're really thankful the county and the city are stepping up in this major way and also, you know, applying for different federal grants uh, to help in this as well. So great, great job to our county and our city in this. And we want to say a huge thanks. Hey, Chris, what was what's going on with city council this week? Any updates for us? Well, I can tell you one of the things I'm working on, um, which is our trees in our community. Um, our trees have been really neglected over the last decade or so. And we're seeing the results of that neglect, um, you know, every day when there's a storm, we're, we're seeing, you know, in the last storm, we had 1,200 trees reported uh, to the city that were damaged or that fell down or, you know, hurt, you know, hit someone's car or whatever. So um, this is something we've been dealing with a lot. And so what I want to try to do is find some solutions because the trees, the current city trees, there's just, there's so many challenges with them. Uh, right now, like, for example, if you're an owner of, uh, of a city tree, um, you can only use certain vendors to fix your tree. And, you know, the city can't afford right now to pull out stumps and stuff like that. So we've got all sorts of issues with these trees. And so I'm working with, with my uh, neighborhood group and I'm working with the city to see if we can find some solutions so that you know, so that we get healthy trees in our community so that we still get that canopy that's so important to give us shade in the summertime um, and protect our protect our real estate values and just make Modesto continue it for it to be a really pleasant place for our, our community to live. Yeah, I'm super thankful for your work on that, Chris, because I, I know when both of us were campaigning in District 3, that was one of the main issues that we kept on hearing about. And in fact, Joe Lopez, our our city manager, he actually told me that that was the highest uh, complaint that he got from um, people in District 3 specifically. And so thankful that you're working on that and coming up with solutions. And I think you're right. It does. I mean, it's, it's incredible how the trees really change the beauty of our area and the shape of our area. So good job on that. How's, uh, how's, the, how's the update on the 100 ideas going? Hey, it's, you know, it's all coming together. Uh, where I actually was talking to our guest today, Thomas, earlier, and one of the things we're working on is this app competition uh, to help kids, you know, learn about developing apps for computers and phones and stuff like that. And like the progress that the city's making, um, working in concert with other other uh, arms of our government to promote that program is really admirable, and it's moving forward. It's exciting. Yeah. So um, just tell us a little bit about that for a second, Chris. Like, what what does that involve? The idea is that uh, we want to inspire kids to get involved in technology and we want our kids to learn, you know, not be intimidated by computers and not be intimidated by creating programs for phones that to prove to them that they can do it. Right. And yeah. so we get, you know, say 50 or 100 kids in our community creating these apps, whichever kid comes up with the best application for their phone or computer, um, that kid gets sent to Washington, D.C., to meet with all the other app kids that made apps throughout the country. And it's, it's a really, it's a huge honor and it's inspiring. Um, and it, it basically can help someone realize like, Hey, I could have a computer, I could have a future in technology. 
in technology jobs. Um, they're, they pay really well and we need, we need our community to get our hooks into more of that, you know, that industry. Yeah. Which is phenomenal because there's, you know, there's, there's, you know, there's so much technology coming out of Modesto and especially in the ag agricultural technology and super thankful for your work on that and how that's going to drift into so many different areas as well. Hey, the other thing that happened, I think it was this week. Didn't, didn't Sue, our new mayor get sworn in this week? No, not until next week. Oh my gosh. Um, I know she's having to wait, but I did, um, I did talk to Sue yesterday and she is meeting with people like dusk to dawn, right? Like just like all day long, she has got meeting, meeting. I'm like, Sue, can I talk to you today? And she's like, no, not, but I'm free, you know, after nine o'clock. And I'm like, all right, I'll take your nine o'clock slot for 10 minutes. And so I got to catch up with her and uh, she's just so dedicated. I, I'm just, I'm blown away and I'm so excited to have her as a leader in our community. Yeah, I, so I was actually on a meeting with her at uh, the lunchtime today and uh, got to meet with her and a bunch of people in the faith sector and we were talking about how to deal with some of the racial tension and issues in Modesto. And so that was great. And of course her insight was really helpful into that. So, so thankful for her and the uh, fact that she's gonna be um, sworn in soon. So hopefully another, at our next- Another we'll great be thing that happened uh, this week was that we were able to launch um, an internship program with Stan State. And so we've got a bunch of kids that are working on their degrees, um, working on different projects throughout the city to make um, to make Modesto an even better place. And that's I'm really excited that that came together. I want to thank uh, you know Joe and Christina for really you know pushing that thing through because it was it was challenging because you got to do all this legal stuff. So it's was, it was really neat. I'm really happy they got it through, and it's going to be so good for these kids. You know, they're going to get real world experience working with government, making our community better. Right on. Well, man, I'm, I'm excited about some of these things that are going on in our city. And, uh, you know, let's, let's jump into our topic for today that we're going to be chatting through for the next hour here. Um, we, are, we've talked, we wanted to talk about changing the self-image of Modesto. How can we improve how we look at ourselves? And, you know, we want to jump right into this topic because we think we've got a great show lined up for today. Um, mainly because of our guest who is on our show. And this is Thomas Reeves. So Thomas, welcome to our show. Um, could you tell us just who you are and your title with the city as we, we're gonna roll into a break here in a little bit, but just give us a little bit of information here about who you are and what you do for our city. Well, Jim, Chris, thanks for having me. Uh, Thomas Reeves, I am the Community and Media Relations Officer for the city of Modesto. And that basically means that I handle all of the marketing and outreach and public relations for the city. And I work on the city's websites and social media channels. And I also uh, liaise with the media on hot topic issues that come up for the city. And uh, I've been with the city for about three years. That sounds like such an amazing, easy job, Thomas. Yeah, I love it. You know, it's what I went to school for. It's what I am passionate about. I love that position of being the spokesperson and that liaison between the public and the city. Well, we, we sure appreciate everything you do for our city in that role. Now, this wasn't your first public relations. Um, you know, you came from PG&E, I think. You were working, doing the same thing before. Is that correct? 
Yeah, PG&E directly before this position with the city, but before that, I actually worked for about nine years for the Altamont Corridor Express, the, the San Joaquin Regional Rail Commission, which is another amazing public agency working on bringing rail to Modesto. And uh, we're very excited to see what that group has in store for our downtown transit station. Yeah, that's a that's going to be a phenomenal thing that's going to change our entire community. So, all right, well, we're going to head into a break. But when we come back from the break, we're going to continue to talk about this uh, issue, this major theme, changing the self-image of Modesto. And we want to talk about what is Modesto known for, both the positives and the negatives. And then we're going to jump into what can we do about this. So, hey, you're listening to Better Modesto. This is Jim Applegate and Chris Rickey and with our guest, Thomas Reeves. And we're on KFIV. 1360 AM, and we'll see you right after the break. All right, welcome back. This is KFIV, 1360 AM, and this is your host, Jim Applegate, co-host Chris Rickey, and this is the show Better Modesto, and our guest, Thomas Reeves. And so we're talking about the subject of changing the self-image of Modesto, and maybe you have some thoughts on this. We'd love to hear your thoughts about this topic as well. Hey guys, as we start talking about the self-image of Modesto, what do you think Modesto is known for, both the positives and negatives? Chris, why don't we start with you? <laughs> well, positives, I mean, we have got the biggest winery in the world here. We've got the Gala Center for the Arts. We've got dozens and dozens of some of the best restaurants you'll see anywhere. Um, we've got um, Which is your favorite restaurant, Chris? I want to know. Oh, gee, really? You're going to out me like that? Um, <laughs> I can't. I'm not narrowing it down to one. But I tell you what, I love uh, Ralston's Goat and Camp Four and Tresetti's and Harvest Moon and Diva and Conchetta and Thailand and and a thousand other restaurants. I love them. What all. is your kid's favorite restaurant in this great city? Uh, a place called uh, it's a sushi place. Um, starts with an M. Help me out. Mickey's, Mickey's Sushi on McKinley wow. Avenue, his favorite restaurant. Well, you're it's actually your delicious. Correct. This is, yeah. you're, you're doing well with that, man. Good, yeah. Okay, I interrupted you, so keep going on. I was surprised that you didn't start off with an amazing city council. I mean, of course, that's, that's a given. You don't even need to talk about how great the city council is. I know Thomas agrees that we're the best council that he's ever experienced. Why would you put me in that position? <laughs> But um, yeah, I, I mean, there is no question that Modesto is a fantastic place to live. There's no question. Uh, yeah, Tom, no traffic, man. Here. Like no traffic. You just go where you need to go. It's 10 minutes pretty much everywhere. It's fantastic. It's a good yeah. life. It's a good life here. Thomas, tell us some of your favorite things about our city, the positives. I think what's amazing is that people can point out some of the heroes that have really made Modesto this amazing place to be. And, and those heroes are, are historical. I mean, we're talking about E&J Gallo, we're talking about the folks who started Save Mart, we're, we're, we're talking about folks who started graffiti and, and just our rich music culture and our car culture. And, and, and so, I mean, even the Olympians that we've had who have come out of Modesto and our actors and actresses and our, and our singers, it's, it's really important, I think, that some of our identity lies with the people that came before us. And, and just a rich history of that. And those people then started these amazing industries and businesses that we now 
hang our hat on. And, and Chris, of course, mentioned some of those with, with Gallo Winery and with Blue Diamond and Foster Farms and Save Mart. And, um, but, you know, we've got a, a world-class entertainment center here as well with, with the Gallo Center for the Arts and, and uh, again, some amazing restaurants. Uh, we, we certainly can't look past uh, our, our community aspect, the culture that we have and the diverse culture that we have and this small town feel where, you know, everybody knows each other and, and we respect each other. And uh, it's exciting to see. And, I, and, and so I, I would say those are things that, that I know that Modestans love about Modesto. Yeah. You know, it, it, this is so true. Um, I get to, you know, part of my job, I get to travel around the world and almost everywhere I go, I ask people, have you ever heard of Modesto? And they say no. But if I walk them into a store and find a bottle of wine, uh, it says Gallo made a Modesto on it. And I remember one time I was in the, I was in, you know, the bush country of South Africa, like way out in the Hicks and uh, was in a little tiny corner liquor store and went in there and found a bottle of Gallo wine made in Modesto. And so we are famous all over this planet. And I, I think it's fantastic that we have such amazing employers and, uh, and companies that have just, you know, made it through thick and thin in our, in our economy and through the ups and downs. And I just want to say a huge shout out to them. You know, another great thing about our community is our uh, Modesto Junior College, which is world renowned and its education and its ability to do, you know, to, to prepare kids for a four year or even just do that two year degree or even just help supplement some kids education. It is a phenomenal place that is doing some great things. Yeah, would you guys add anything else to this list? I definitely think that we're proud of our water and our water history. Uh, we, you know, as you know, we've got this tagline that, that is written across a, a, a you know, a main entryway to Modesto, water, wealth, contentment, health. And, and we're proud of our, our water resources. We've got uh, an underutilized, but soon to be utilized more river system through uh, downtown. And, and a lot of people don't know that we've got this great resource of, of recreation right here in Modesto uh, that, we're, that we as a city are trying to do more with and, and improve. Uh, but then, of course, all of the water that we have to drink and and water our crops with is just an amazing resource that we have, and, and we're known around the world for it. Yeah, it's it's amazing what um, you know. You you talk, Thomas, about some of our predecessors and the work that they had done, and you know, even our canal systems and everything that that put all that stuff in place is absolutely amazing. And we just need to say thanks um, for for the people who have gone before. So. We've talked about some of the positives. What are some of the negatives that Modesto is known for? Hopefully this is a much shorter part of the conversation. Chris, do you, can you think of any negatives in Modesto? Well, I think really the biggest negative of Modesto is the, is the perception of Modesto. You know, people think of Modesto, you know, and they think of like a crime and they think of, um, well, that's basically it. They think about that it's a dangerous place to be. And it doesn't matter how much crime goes down every year. That's what people think. And, and it does go down. Yeah. <laughs> that's the frustrating thing. So, yeah. 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 
Um, I know that some people in Modesto think about our homeless issue. They think about meth. Um, they think about the auto theft issue. I know sometimes when I, I'm traveling and I'm on an airplane somewhere and I say I'm from Modesto, people say I've heard of that. And they talk about Condit and Peterson and Stainer. And even though Condit and Stainer weren't in our area, they seem to somehow associate Modesto with that. And so that's, that's a, certainly a negative. Thomas, do you have any... I mean, I'm sure as the PR guy for Modesto, you don't want to talk about negatives at all. So, Well, I do hear about all those things, but most of the time I'm able then to turn to our police chief or our, our parks director or our CED director, our community and economic development director and say, okay, here are these perceptions that Councilmember Ricky talked about. What, what can you tell me that I can then argue that point? And, and we have really good data that suggests that we are not the capital of all those things, as people may yeah. say. Yeah. But of course, that just it, those, those statements breed more statements and, and those statements catch on and, and you hear it somewhere and so you repeat it. And so part of my job, and it's challenging, but part of all of our job is to get the facts and to help amplify those facts so that people actually believe in what is really happening. Yeah, that's such a good point. So I, I wonder if I can just ask you guys, you guys are both involved in a, a quite a bit of media. I mean, Chris, you, you run a media company. Thomas, you've been in the, the PR business for probably 20 plus years now. Why, why do negatives stick more than positives? What, what is the psychology there? Can, why don't you take a crack at that? Well, I would just say, you know, from, so, you know, Facebook has become so much part of our lives these days that if, if a friend of mine posts that the city of Modesto is the meth capital of the world, then I'm going to like that and share it because I believe it too. And I, you know, I, I want, and I like that guy, that guy who posted, you know, is a friend of mine, but if the city posts something that says, hey, residents, did you know that our, you know, meth arrests are down by, I don't know, 35% or something like that? Um, or did you know we're doing all these things? That's not as sexy. And so that doesn't necessarily get as many clicks and shares. And people don't necessarily trust local government as much as they trust or think they trust their friend. Yeah, and to build on what Thomas is saying, he's describing as essentially the access, the, I'm sorry, the access of, of the algorithm of social media, which is that um, the, the algorithm will push out things that react the most. And the things that react the most are always gonna be the most extreme. So if you post a picture of a person that is, uh, you know, breaking into a house, that is going to get a lot more um, traction and, and engagement, as, as Thomas is talking about, than uh, a, the same guy just standing on a front lawn. That's how the algorithm works. So it is designed essentially to amplify messages that are more shocking and more, and just more like interesting to the human brain. And that's how it works. It's kind of like, kind of like a drug in a way so yeah 
that's yeah, why I like you talk about the negative messages. Why is it that that's just getting amplified? Because the media that most of us are using in, in Modesto, because we don't have local television stations, we have a few radio stations like this one that do some local programming, but most local programming is national now. Um, so most people are consuming most of their news on the internet and most of their stuff on social media. And that's why a lot of these perceptions are getting compounded. Yeah, it's kind of like the nightly news. They're always going to have the negative. And, you know, they just keep people coming back with that little hook. And so, man, well, we're going to, we're going to take a break, but we want to come back and we want to talk about how is the city of Modesto and how can we really as residents of the city of Modesto, different sectors within the city of Modesto, how can we help change this image and not just change the negative image, but embrace the positive image and take it forward out into our community so that we can have a place that we all love and, you know, believe in and belong to. And we, we actually take all the great stuff in Modesto and we, and we do exactly what this show is all about, which is making a better Modesto. So you're listening to Better Modesto with Jim Applegate and Chris Rickey and our guest, Thomas Reeves, and we're on KFIV. 1360 AM, and we'll be right back after the break. Hey, welcome back to Better Modesto. Uh, this show is all about bringing together different thoughts, different ideas, different perspectives, different political perspectives, different religious perspectives, all the different things going on in our city and finding common ground so that we can find higher ground. So I'm your host, Jim Applegate, and my friend, co-host Chris Rickey, and our guest today is Thomas Reeves. And uh, guys, we've been talking about the city of Modesto and the self-image. And so what we want to do in this segment is just ask several questions about how the city is working on improving, engaging, and helping improve the self-image of Modesto. So one question that comes out right away is, what does the term branding mean? Because we're going to talk about the brand of Modesto but I'm not sure if our listeners, I'm not even sure if I understand what the branding means. Um, so can you guys explain this to us as listeners? What, is, what does branding mean to you? So, so I'll just say branding, it comes easily for businesses, but not necessarily for cities. Uh, our brand is our image. It's everything the public thinks it knows. It, it's everything the public thinks it knows about what we offer, both factually and emotionally. It is a set of perceptions and images that not only represent the city, uh, city hall and, and the services that we provide, but also the essence or the promise of what will be delivered and experienced. So government creates policies with the aim to improve the everyday lives of our cities. And then we announce them and we try and get that news out. The, the public reacts and makes up their mind, good or bad, about how they feel about those services so and, and policies when a policy is not communicated effectively as part of a, a, like a coordinated and well-managed approach people may not understand they get confused and that's where negative press seems to come out and so i mean that's my impression of a brand for the city all right so you're saying that a brand is a lot more than just a marketing graphic or a billboard that goes down the you know that we drive by down the street is that is that what i'm hearing from you yeah it it's an experience and an attitude that transcends a logo. Absolutely. Okay. 
Chris, you got anything you want to add to that definition of branding? Well, I'll just build onto what Thomas is saying. You earn your brand. So you earn your brand through good deeds, bad deeds, good characteristics, bad characteristics. And so a lot of brand management is very, um, it's something that you, you decide based on what you do and what you don't do and the decisions you make. Okay, so can you guys give us examples of what branding is and you know, what's, what is a brand in Modesto right now that we're trying to put out? Well, I, I think a, a, the brand it comes with time and it's, it's historical in nature to a, to a certain extent. I mean, people have long ago determined what the city stands for. And you know, a lot of those things are, are, are words that we use pretty regularly like agriculture and uh, you know, our community, small town feel, our, our culture and uh, you know, our parks and our outdoors. We have a lot to, to boast and be thankful for. And so those are things that have been with us over time and maybe we've, lo we've lost focus on those things over time. But, you know, our brand is very much about what we offer. And, and as long as the city can do a, a pretty good job of, of maintaining those things that we offer here in the city, then the community can come rally behind us and help, help extend the outreach on that to the world. Yeah, so one of my favorite branding mechanisms in Modesto is the Water Wealth Contentment Health sign downtown. And I know there was a, a group of people um, that actually rebuilt that sign about, I think it was probably five years ago, and it looks spectacular now. All the, all the lamps are working, and uh, it's just a beautiful thing. And that, I think that you know, many people just associate Modesto with water, wealth, contentment, um, and health. And you know, it's interesting that that brand just keeps getting perpetuated over and over again as people drive underneath that arch. So th is that kind of an example of what you're talking about here? I think so, and I think it's misunderstood. I, I wish that people maybe took a few more minutes to just contemplate what that means. You know, contentment, you know, health. I mean, for heaven's sakes, have we, have we lost focus of what truly matters in terms of health these days? And, and so I look at contentment and I look at wealth and, and, you know, people made their wealth here decades and centuries ago because of water and because of the land and because of agriculture and those types of things. And so if we stop to really think about what that sign means, the water, wealth, contentment, health, we might be able to extend and push that message out to the world and say, look, if you want those things, come to Modesto. Yeah, I, I think that's, Chris, what is your favorite out of those four things, water, wealth, contentment, or health? Which one, which one are you going to push? <laughs> Wow, my favorite out of those, I, I guess, I mean, health is the most important thing with none of the, with, without that, you got absolutely nothing. Um, and we do have pretty stupendous, uh, you know, health infrastructure here, thank goodness. So yeah, we really, do. I mean, yeah. it's one of our most important industries and people come from all over the region to Modesto to, you know, get procedures done. So that's something I think we can be proud of. So, you know, just pushing a little bit further on this branding idea, what, what is the city's role in creating a community brand? Chris, you want to take a crack at that one? Yeah, I'll take a crack at it. I mean, one thing you mentioned earlier was like, you know, with local news, a lot of times they'll stress the, they'll stress the negative and that kind of stuff, which is true. But 
there's usually a limit to how far they'll push it, right? There is a, there is a, there is an amount of a truth filter there. It may not be like overwhelming, an overwhelming filter, but there is a filter. They're not going to like purposefully go out and, and tell mistruths. And when you look at like social media, that is not true. People can say whatever they want, true, false. If it gets reactions, the algorithm is going to show it. So I think that if the city has a place in public relations, it's that we need to amplify truth. So when there's a perception out there that Modesto is a really dangerous city, but the statistics don't back that up, we have a responsibility as a city to project what's actually happening. And not just like throw out a news release, but hammer it into people's heads until people realize, oh wait, this is actually what's happening. My police chief says these are the numbers. I trust my police chief. I'm going, I, I understand now that actually Modesto's a lot safer now than it was 30 years ago, which is the case. We just yeah, haven't absolutely. done a great job of telling people that. So I, I know one of the phrases I love to use is repetition is the mother of all knowledge and just repeating these truths over and over and over again so that people can hear them. Thomas, what's your idea for, you know, what is the, what is the city's role in creating a community brand? Well, if, if, if the brand is our promise to people of what they'll get from us, what they'll get from the city, then, then we need to be able to build pride, engagement, and connections for people to be able to help us amplify that message. And so I believe the city's role is to convene. It's to facilitate the discussion. Um, but, but often it's, it's to create some clarity around those things that, you know, Councilmember Rookie was talking about in terms of, of what, is, what is really happening, what's really going on. So we can convene, we can bring people together and it's interesting because a lot of times there are different groups around the city, any city, who, who try and help. And they really good intentions. And they, they, you know, even trying to rebrand the city to a certain extent by an effort or, a, or an initiative or a campaign. And sometimes they're competing with other initiatives and other campaigns that are going on in the city to do, again, well-meaning things, and just sometimes in conflict. So the city can be used to be at the table and to help people come to the table to really talk through these issues. What do we stand for right now? And then again, help us get that message out, help us amplify that message. And so we wanna ask questions like, what is our community about? What makes us unique? What values do we subscribe to as an organization and as a city? And then folks can help us answer those questions, maybe building on what we've had in the past and just making them better and, and more robust and then helping get that message out. You know, I like what you're saying here because, you know, on one hand, you keep referring to the city and I'm assuming that by that you're referring to city government, but I, I'm taking this personally as well, that I'm a part of this city of Modesto and I'm a proud participant in this and I want to create the brand um, in the city. And so this is me repeating truth. This is me saying the things that are helpful. I mean, is that what you're talking about as well, Thomas? Yeah, because what's very interesting in this situation is that I'm trying to brand City Hall and I'm trying to um, get the message out about City Hall and, and our services and operations and what City Council is up to. And yet a separate effort also is taking place with getting the message out about the city brand. And that's where you really help and can, can be a part of the discussion 
because you don't necessarily know and, 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 and can help with the branding of City Hall, which is kind of a separate issue, but you certainly and absolutely can help amplify the message of what's happening around the city and what we stand for as a city and our culture and diversity and those, those types of things. Well, we need to take a quick break. And this is uh, Jim Applegate and Chris Rickey with our guest, Thomas Reeves. We're doing the show Better Modesto on KFIV, 1360 AM. And when we come back from the break, we're gonna talk about what the city of Modesto has done to change the image. We're gonna talk about the efforts that they've made and what has worked and what has not worked and then how we can engage in this as a community. So we'll see you right after the break. Hey, so welcome back. This is Jim Applegate, my co-host Chris Rickey and our guest Thomas Reeves. And this is Better Modesto. And we're talking about the self image of Modesto and how can we improve it? So right before the break, we were talking about the brand of Modesto. And so Thomas, can you tell us some things that the city of Modesto has done to encourage to work on the brand and what has worked and what has not worked in this effort? Well, I can tell you in 2009, there was a group of stakeholders locally that convened uh, because they were tired of seeing the city get a bad rap by all the 10, the top 10 lists that, that we've all seen. And so there was a survey completed and the effort was made to really gather input from, from as many residents as possible about what about you know what we stand for, it, the you know ultimately trying to yield you know common themes that local residents felt were authentic to Modesto, and so these became our brand anchors. And again, back in 2009, we had seven brand anchors that came out of this, and these were the seven things that residents most identified with. And it's such things as uh, agriculture and. I, I think that you should let me and Chris guess on these things to see if we know those seven things. Oh, so, you got it. Go for it. So Chris, can you guess what seven of those are? And I'll guess the other seven. Oh, no, no, there's seven quiz. total. Is this a pop quiz? Seven total. You didn't say anything about a quiz today, Jim. All right, yeah. I'll give it a shot. Um, let's see. Small town feel, agriculture, industry. Uh, yeah, I would say being close to everything, like we're close to the mountains, we're close to the ocean. There you go, there you go. Yeah, um, I would say we have a great city council. I'm just making a plug for you there, Councilman. Yeah, thanks, Chris. thanks. We got really good churches, really good churches. So, oh, thank you. There's a yeah, plug for the churches, the faith sector. <laughs> All right, so where do we... Where did we go wrong here, Thomas? Or what did we get right? Well, actually, you got three of them. Uh, Chris mentioned agriculture, agriculture and industry. Those are actually clumped together, uh, but also, and you mentioned, so you mentioned our location and you mentioned small town feel. A, a couple others came out of this, our community aspect, our, our um, you know, an intense sense of community and pride. Uh, also our culture, uh, our, our cult, this is like the culture hub of the Central Valley. Also our parks and outdoors, we boast of course, some of the best climates in the world, and, and we have some great parks and outdoors here. And then finally, our, our hometown heroes. Uh, everything from, you know, again, Ian J. Gallo to sports legends like Royal Robbins and Susie Powell and, and our actors and actresses. So those were the seven things. Agriculture, community, location, culture, parks, hometown heroes, and small town feel. 
Yeah, so I know you've inherited this because this started in 2009 and you've been with the city for the last three years. So how is that going? And you know, what do we need to do moving forward? Well, and I would say that's, that's part of what's worked and it's part of your other question about maybe what hasn't worked. That, I, I, that, that effort was really only half the battle. And the, it was a great campaign by a lot of cheerleaders in Modesto to really start to shift and, and turn the needle towards the positive. And it, it brought the community together in a way that maybe hadn't, that hasn't been done in a while. And yet, I think there's more that we can do to encourage and engage more of our residents to get involved. And, and you know, with the diverse population that we have in Modesto, we want to hear from, from more people. And that's, that's part of the hard part with Modesto, you know, city of 220,000 residents. What is the best way of engaging all of our residents from every walk of life? And that's, that's challenging. But we want to make sure that every voice is heard, as at least as much as possible, so that those those to, really to determine if those brand anchors are still relevant, and if they are, how can we extend those further so that we can tell the world about it? Yeah. So you're really talking about gender diversity. You're talking about ethnic diversity, socioeconomic diversity. We want everybody to be included in this. Is that is that what you're talking about? Yeah, that's absolutely right. We may find in working with our diverse population and, and gathering input from our diverse population that, that those brand anchors are, are still relevant and that we can identify every kind of quality of life issue that we have in Modesto can be boiled up to one of those seven things. Of course, we may find the opposite, that, that there's a theme that we're missing. And, and we don't you know, necessarily have a survey tool that can really go out and, and solicit that information. What I'm hoping for is just that people will talk about it. More people will engage with the city about those things in a respectful manner and, you know, email me and, and contact me and, and let me know how they feel about those things because we want to be able to amplify those messages and push those messages out of people who, who live and work here and who are doing really good things here because we can help tell that story. And of course they can help tell our story at the same time. Right on. So, I mean, tell us for both of you, Councilman Chris Rickey, who's just been on the council for 60 days now, but is already doing some tremendous stuff. How can the community be involved in this work? Like what would, what would you like to see the different sectors do? I mean, maybe even another question is, is what is government responsible for? And then what are the individuals or the institutions, the organizations in Modesto responsible for as well? Well, that's a really good question. I think that we just need to communicate together the same, uh, the same messages to our people, which is what is the truth uh, that we're all seeing here in our community? What is actually happening as opposed to what's gonna get the most clicks? And that's a really difficult thing to do because it, having systemic communication engines is not is something you have to build. It's not something that's just handed to you. So you have to build your email lists. You have to build your social networks. You know you have and you have to build those things with people that care about the issues you're going to talk about. So it's it is a long term challenge, 
but I think we're really lucky to have people like Thomas on our team who's dedicated and that knows how to do this stuff. One of the things that I am really passionate about is telling the story of, of the, the folks that we have who live and work here and call you know, Modesto home. I, I want to hear very specifically stories from our residents who are doing amazing work here in the community and they're helping the community or they're, or they're simply trying to get by. I, we, we know of so many people in the community who are often overlooked who don't get the, you know, the, the microphone all the time. They don't have a million likes on Facebook, but they are surviving here because they're thriving here and they've got, you know, they're working two jobs. They've got this big family to support. They, they do really good work at their jobs and they, they shop here and they, they play in our parks. Like, I want to know those people. I want to know the people and, and help tell those stories from people who are really passionate about Modesto. They live and work here and they play here, but they, their stories don't necessarily get told. I want to know what that day looks like for them. And I want to be able to help tell that story. So, hey, in the couple minutes that we have left, um, Thomas, how can we get information to you and from you? Well, I'm happy to give my email address out and I, I hope that people will, will be able to, to email me and, and, and give me those stories. We don't necessarily have a specific tool that can be used. I, I can be found on our city's webpage, modestogov.com. And in uh, and, and my email address, treves, T-R-E-E-V-E-S at modestogov.com. And I, I'd love to be able to hear those stories. Hey, talk to so-and-so whose, whose family has lived here for, I don't know, you know, four generations and find out what they're doing in the community. I, you know, we hear a lot about the cheerleaders and the people who are, are well-known throughout the community. And we want to hear about those folks. But I also want to hear about the folks that, that maybe are, are not as well-known who are, who are doing really good work around the community as well. Right on. Well, and I'm sure the city has a, uh, a Facebook site, a Twitter, um, Instagram, all those things that are just, you're just pumping out information as well that we can also log on to and promote and like and, and help share that information as well. So, hey, this has been probably one of our best shows so far, and it's gone by so quickly. And Thomas, we just want to say a huge thanks for joining us today and for you know helping to make Modesto just a better Modesto. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate the opportunity to, to help tell this story. And you, you guys are doing a great job as well, telling our story for us. And uh, we, we appreciate you. Yeah, well, yeah, I just appreciate Thomas putting up with me on a regular basis, you know, poor guy. <laughs> sorry. That's right. Are you, sorry for being me. Thomas, Thomas is boss now? Really sorry. <laughs> hey, now. Hey, now. Wait a second. <laughs> Well, hey, Chris, I want to say thanks for co-hosting today. I, I really appreciate the work you're doing in our city to improve the self-image. And uh, like I was saying earlier, in one of the breaks to you, I just feel like you've done such great work in the last 60 days of already improving it. And so thanks to you and to the entire city council and uh, to the mayor and to our future mayor as well. And Thomas, thanks so much for joining us today. And uh, next, next week, we are going to dig into economic development and housing. And, you know, really, this is a very, very difficult issue. If you listen to some people in Modesto, they're saying that we are short 
19,000 housing units in Modesto. And uh, that's a crazy number. And as we look at ACE train coming all the way into Modesto, that number is just gonna get even uh, more difficult to deal with. So I hope you can join us next week for economic development and housing. What are we doing about this difficult issue? So you've been listening to Better Modesto on KFIV 1360 AM. And thanks for your time today. We hope you have a great Saturday and we will see you next Saturday at 10 AM.